This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm joined once again with the nationally recognized and the fan favorite, Diane Gotsman. Hi, Diane. Hello, Steve. And I said fan and nationally recognized. I should say what in? Uh, etiquette. <laughs> Diane. <is. laughs> I, I, I'm even happy that I'm a fan favorite. Okay, whatever you want to call me, I'm happy with. <laughs> uh, and uh, Diane, we today are going to speak on cutting the apron strings or, or leaving the nests and creating that separation of uh, you and your family or your, your parents. Um, and this is a point of contention for a lot of couples, particularly when, uh, you know, your husband or wife has a really strong bond with their family and they have their expectations because that's how they've grown up. And one instance of this would be, uh, say your mom cooks better than your, your, your spouse. <laughs> and when you want a good meal, uh, you rush t- over to your parents to get that meal and you immediately sit in, sit down in your chair um, without taking into consideration your spouse's feelings or offering them the best seat in the, in the house. Um, what, what's a good way to kind of, you know, cut those strings a little bit? Well, you know, the quote unquote home cooked meal, when you, <laughs> when you want to go home to mom for the home cooked meal, I think we have to first change our thinking because home is now with our spouse. So that home cooked meal, whether it's as good as mom's chicken and dumplings or not, is still at home. <laughs> and yeah. that's your new home with your wife or your husband. So um, I don't think there's anything wrong with going back to your mom's house for a great meal and take your spouse and family as well. But when it becomes an issue, that's when the problem arises. So if you say, gosh, I just don't like the way my wife cooks. I mean, she's just not as great a cook. How about if you become the cook? You or take a cooking class together with your spouse. Learn how to cook your own home-cooked meal. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all different kinds of options, and still enjoy going home for that meal. I think it's funny, even in my own house, you know, I've growing years and years and years later i still go and sit at the chair i sat in when i was going through elementary and high school we that's kind of a familiar comfort thing for us so i don't think you should stop sitting in your chair your quote-unquote chair but if somebody else pops in if your wife decides to sit there that's fine too (laughs) Uh, okay and and you 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 mentioned cooking lessons i mean is it is it uh okay or appropriate to ask your uh, husband or wife to take lessons from your 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 mom or dad or whoever cooks or oh vice no versa? <laughs> that's not a, that's not what I meant at all. <laughs> 
I don't think it's appropriate to ask your wife or your husband to go and take cooking lessons from from your parents. But if it's posed that way, but I think it would be great, you know, and if they can't cook very well, I think they would probably own it. You know, I don't think it's going to be a big surprise. So you could say, gosh, I'd love for you to learn how to make my mom's corned beef. Can we go over there on Sunday and, and let's both learn how to do it together? Or take a cooking class. When I said take a cooking class, I meant perhaps take a class together yeah. as something fun to do, you know, on a Saturday morning and then go out antiquing afterwards or, or go out grocery shopping a- a- afterwards yeah. for all the great ingredients. Just something fun. Yeah. No, I knew you meant uh, like a real cooking <laughs> class and not, not mom's <laughs> cooking course 101. Uh, right, but, right. But but you brought up a great point, which is you can just say, you know, I really want to learn how to make my mom's uh, corned beef and hash you know do you want to join me and that would be a roundabout way of that's right and if she joins you great and if she doesn't oh well you'll still learn how to make it that's right that's right and when you want that home cooked flavor you you can do it yourself (laughs) sure sure Uh, (laughs) in your own home (laughs) yeah that's right that's right um and you know kind of sticking with this theme of of having strong bonds with your with your family um should you uh if you ha- if you if you're asking for advice if you're looking for something um rather than and and you know your parents have like a, a great knowledge of a subject matter let's say uh home maintenance type stuff um should you should you go ask your uh parents about it without giving your spouse a crack at it first well my first response to that would say would be absolutely. But when I mean it, when I say absolutely, I mean, you know, if your dad knows how to fix lawnmowers and if he is great at gardening and and pruning, and then I don't think your spouse is going to be upset. You know, she's probably not going to care how to fix that lawnmower. So when it's something that's not um, very volatile, you know, a topic that's not volatile, I, I don't think there's any problem with going to your mom or your dad and saying, listen, how do you, how would you, uh, how do you fix this sewing machine or how would you do such and such? But if it's an issue, if there is some strong issue that, that needs to be discussed, I think it should go to your spouse first. And then together, if you want to seek advice from your family members, then go either together or with his or her, you know, blessing. Okay. Um, and you know, like I said, we are talking about uh, families who are close, and one of the things that you do, and I know my parents have a, a key to my place, um, but what if um, they're not afraid to use it on, <laughs> like, indiscriminately? They just feel like popping by on a on a Thursday afternoon. And they just use their key to pop on in? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think the the key word here is emergency. So you give your parents, just like you would give your neighbor, a key for emergencies and say to them, you know, I want you to have this uh, because if we ever get locked out or if, you know, if we are on a vacation and we need you to go get something, you know, this is an emergency key. Now, if they just come in unannounced and really that's it's just not appropriate. You know, you never know when you're walking around and just your skivvies or, you know, it, it's just when we're adults, there is a certain level of, 
of respect. Even for Tesla, there's a level of respect. We're not going to barge into somebody's door unannounced without knocking first. So um, I think that if they do this, if they walk in the door unannounced at all times of the day and night, you're just going to say, listen, but you, as the adult child is going to say it, not your spouse. You're going to say, you know, mom or you know, dad, I would really appreciate if you would just give us a heads up before you come over. Mm-hmm. And, and or just use that doorbell. That's what it's there for. But in a in a light tone, not a condescending tone. Okay. And you know, because we're on record here, I just want to state that while my parents do have a key, <laughs> they respect the key and its power. So they That's right. they use it in a case of emergency only. So mom and dad, if you're listening, you guys are fine. I just want to put that. <laughs> oh, mine too. I should say that mine too. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, and a lot of times. Um, you know, we, we have these good relationships and, and we're not afraid to volunteer for our family members. And, you know, say you, your father comes over and uh, he waters the plants and waters the lawn. Uh, but what if they start getting a little more comfortable than the arrangement that you had initially thought you had set up in the beginning where it's like, oh, yeah, you can come over and, you know, walk the dog or, or water our plants. But then you find that they're going beyond those boundaries. How, how do you rein them in a little bit? The word here sounds intrusive. <laughs> That's the word that I am thinking of in my brain. You know, then you rein them in, and you rein them in with love and respect. And you would just say, you know, it started out. It started out you coming over and doing my lawn, and I absolutely so appreciate that because you know we're really tight on funds right now, and we're working two jobs and three jobs. But gosh, when you come in and start rearranging my furniture and it, it just makes me feel like I'm I'm losing part of the control of my own family. So while I appreciate what you're doing, um, I would just ask that you you not whatever it would be. You know, you not come in and and cook our you know cook our meal for us because we you know, as you know, my wife is a vegetarian and you're making pot roast or whatever it is. You know, just just say it. Just broach the subject with them in a very loving and respectful way. Or you don't want them to cook it because you just learned how to make it from your mom, and you want that's to do right. That. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know, when we're dealing with families, we have a lot of uh, situations where there are those family rituals where it might be uh, Christmas or Thanksgiving, and your parents expect you to come over, um, or it might even be something less than that. You know. The, the Oscars are here and, you know, my family throws an Oscar party, but you, you hate the Oscars. Uh, how, how do you, um, what if your spouse doesn't want to go to your parents' Oscar party and, and how do you broach that topic both with your spouse and with your parents? Well, I think compromise is the key with everything. There are going to be some things as a, as a spouse that we do even though we don't want to do it. But when it becomes overbearing, where it is every single Friday we're going over for card night and every Sunday we're going over after um, church for pot roast, you know, there comes a time where, number one, you know, you have to put your foot down and say, you know, as much as we love spending time with you, we have our own family rituals that we're trying to establish. And sometimes if you want to go to that Oscar party and your wife absolutely does not, but she has made uh, allowances by doing other things, you may just opt to go by yourself and not make your wife feel uncomfortable because she wants to stay home and just read a book and relax before she has to go back to work the next day. Okay. And, and you know, and how would you, if, you're, if your parents were, say, expecting uh, your spouse to be there, what would you, what would you tell your parents? 
Well, you would have to, they shouldn't be expecting her. If this is going to happen, then you need to let them know in advance. I'm going to come, but Suzanne um, has some other, has some other, um, she has some other plans already. So I'm going to come and Suzanne sends her best. So you don't say, (laughs) they've seen you three times this week already and she really just needs some alone time? (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, I'd use my better judgment. I, I, I don't know about that one. <laughs> or you could absolutely say, you know, she's just really tired, and she she enjoyed seeing you on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but today she's just going to take some time for herself. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's all in the delivery, Steve. It's all in the delivery. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, that is a, a – I think it's going to be a great point to stop, and we can uh, address this again in a future episode. Uh, but I will stop the conversation here. Um, so thank you so much for your time, Diane. It was my pleasure. Uh, you guys are listening to Diane Gotsman, who is a nationally recognized – etiquette expert, uh, which I missed at the intro. Uh, Diane is the owner of the Protocol School of Texas, a company specializing in etiquette training for corporations, universities, and individuals striving to polish their interpersonal skills. You can get more information at her website, protocolschooloftexas.com. You can follow Diane on Twitter. Diane Gotsman is her handle. You can also become a fan on Facebook, facebook.com slash protocol school of texas and diane is also the author of the book pearls of polish where you can find tons of information um, about uh, proper etiquette and of course if you forget any of this you can go to hitchmag.com and find diane there and uh, you can follow me on twitter as well and please uh, become a fan on facebook if you haven't done that already it's facebook.com slash hitched And uh, please uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. We are highly ranked on Zune, which is the Microsoft version of the iPod. Um, But for some reason, we don't get that same respect on iTunes. So if you have an iPod, please subscribe and uh, give us some feedback. Good, bad, and different. We'd just like to hear what you guys think. So um, until next time, Diane, thank you so much. And I look forward to doing this again soon. Same here. Okay. Take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian, I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.